This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Stitch Fix and by Manscaped. One of the many anxiety-inducing subplots of the past few years has been robotics and artificial intelligence and all the ways that the military and police might use them to kill people. For 20 years, the U.S. military has been killing people from the other side of the world with unmanned drones that are so high up that you can't even see them from the ground, which is very unsettling, especially considering how much collateral damage, a.k.a. innocent dead bystanders, have resulted. And many have naturally wondered when they were going to decide that artificial intelligence has gotten good enough that they can just hand over full control to the machines. And uh, despite most countries insisting that such a thing, and they never let it happen, uh, turns out we may actually already be living in the age of autonomous killer robots. Rewatch the beginning of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. Back in March, the United Nations Security Council released a report about the Libyan Civil War, and it apparently took nearly two months for anyone to really notice a specific milestone that the report contained. Here's a section describing a March 2020 battle between the official Libyan government's forces and a rival faction called the Haftar Armed Forces, or HAF. Logistics convoys and retreating HAF were subsequently hunted down and remotely engaged by the unmanned combat aerial vehicles or the lethal autonomous weapon systems such as the STM, Cargo 2, and other loitering munitions. The lethal autonomous weapon systems were programmed to attack targets without requiring data connectivity between the operator and the munition. In effect, a true fire, forget, and find capability. That sounds... Yeah. That sounds bad. Unsettling. That doesn't sound good. No. No. Uh, but yeah, in other words, they, they sent autonomous robots over to the enemy side of the battlefield, which then engaged and are heavily implied to have killed enemies without any human instructions other than just go over there and kill. Yeah. So, uh, just what was this Cargo 2 exactly? Well, so they weren't Boston Dynamics dogs with guns attached, though yeah. that's coming. Yeah. Uh, they're basically little quadcopter drones with bombs attached to them. Tiny unmanned kamikazes. And manufacturer STM even uses the word kamikaze to describe the Cargo 2 in its marketing material. This is like if FPS Russia became the, uh, the head of <laughs> All military operations. Hey, I started a real Russian weapons company. And wouldn't it be cool if we put two liter bottle of Coca-Cola filled with gasoline on a drone? Uh, and yeah, and speaking of uh, STM's marketing for the Cargo 2, uh, here's a promotional video for the Cargo 2 showing it in action against some mannequins. Have a look. Okay, yeah, here's some further details on the Cargo 2 from a Forbes article a year ago when the Turkish military first got their hands on them. The Cargo 2, produced by Turkish company STM, is a 15-pound multi-copter with a top speed of about 90 miles per hour and an endurance of half an hour. In standard mode, it is controlled directly by an operator from up to six miles away. When a target is spotted, the drone locks onto it and dives in, destroying it with an explosive charge. The concept is similar to the switchblade loitering munition used by U.S. Special Forces, although the Cargo 2 has a much bigger warhead. Cargo 2's three-pound warhead comes in three varieties, an explosive-slash-fragmentation version for personnel and light vehicles, a thermobaric version to destroy buildings and bunkers, and a shaped charge for heavy armor. Unlike switchblade, which is strictly one use only, 
The Cargo 2 can return safely to the operator for reuse if no target is found. The drone features LiDAR, daylight camera, and infrared imaging. While it can be controlled directly, it is highly autonomous, able to fly a route and use deep learning algorithms to locate, track, and identify targets without human assistance. STM CEO Marat Ikinsi told the newspaper Hurriyet that Cargo has facial recognition, suggesting it can seek out specific individuals. Jeez, that's worked really well here in the United States yeah. so far, so I'm sure this is flawless. It is described as being engineered for anti-terror and asymmetric warfare scenarios. It sounds a lot like the fictional Slaughterbots. And yeah, if you're not familiar with Slaughterbots, it's this really great little short film from 2017 that was made by a group of AI researchers who are strongly opposed to autonomous weapons. Uh, it shows the, you know, there's like a slick tech keynote for some fictional little kamikaze drones that they'll headshot the bad guys super effectively. Guys, this is going to stop all crime. But then, yeah, the, the video immediately flashes forward to just a horrific Black Mirror-esque future where this technology has, of course, become a huge everyday, everyday threat that's just constantly being used for all sorts of crimes and assassinations. <sighs> There's a scene that's basically the kamikaze drone version of a school shooting. It's fucking terrifying. That's Im uh, immediately where my brain went when talking about this at all. It's just like... I'm not going to even get into who the good guys are. There's the, the the good guys, bad guys thing has not been, it hasn't existed. Mostly bad guys. Yeah, we're all bad guys. Different shades of bad guys. But what I'm saying is like, people getting their hands on this, is it, this is just unsettling and horrific for the future in any aspect that you look at it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's really not that far of a stretch to think that this technology that's being used on battlefields in Libya will eventually fall into the wrong hands and or become so cheap and easy to make that it does become a threat similar to what's shown in this fictional short film. Like They're like marketing it as like, oh, we'll use this to stop terrorists. I'm like, okay, but what happens when the terrorists get it? Also, who, what terrorists to what people? Like, to, to which country are these the terrorists? And what do you consider a terrorist? Yeah. The, the marketing material is pretty, I'm sure, vague on, well, you know, you point it at what you perceive as the bad person or you bad know, people, and ISIS, etc. They think that we're the terrorists, <laughs> and, and that goes across uh, different countries and different uh, aspects on things. But that's what I'm saying is just like you already had the drone stuff, where you're taking the human element and and all of that, you're separating it from the destruction that it's causing. And this is even further than that. You don't have to worry about it. You just type in "doodly do." Who are we mad at this decade? It's probably around here on the GPS map. Go over there and uh, just. And if there's a hospital <laughs> or a wedding, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's... It's uh, all bad. I don't like this. No. I don't like this one bit. We need to get vaccine drones instead. <laughs> here's, a, here's, a, here's a bunch of people's faces who haven't gotten vaxxed. Yeah. Go find them. And if it accidentally hits a wedding, everyone gets double vaxxed. Yeah, you're double vaxxed. Yeah. Now you're glowing. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Uh, what I'm saying is there's bad implications. Oh, I mean, and, and that's, just, that's been the case with the entire arms race going back like hundreds of years. Like, yeah. But especially now. With what if these muskets got into the wrong hands? Yeah. Uh, so that sucks. But uh, moving on now to our next story, yeah. which also sucks, and is also about why humans can't be trusted to make the right decisions about technology and how that literally leads to people dying. Uh, remember that Texas ice storm from a few months back, which resulted in most of Texas's electrical power grid shutting down because they just utterly failed to plan for such a weather event? Well, you had some of the coldest Texas weather they've ever experienced there. They were... Completely unprepared. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, people didn't have electricity or even running water in a lot of cases. It's a recipe for disaster. And uh, at the the Homes were destroyed uh, because of pipes freezing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, all and, of that. And yeah, at the time, we talked about how like the actual death toll was 
probably going to take a little while to really nail down and that the official numbers were probably severely underreported. And it turns out that was likely, uh, very unfortunately, uh, totally correct. Yeah, BuzzFeed News published a long article about their research into this, and their estimation is that despite the official death toll being 151 people, get fucking real. Are you kidding me? With this whole thing? Uh, Yes, surprise, it was actually much higher. From the article, our analysis reviewed by three independent experts suggests that between 426 and 978 more people than expected died in Texas in the week ending February 20th alone. Our best estimate is that 702 people were killed by the storm that week. Even the lowest end of the range is almost three times the number officials have acknowledged. Neighboring states that were hit hard by the winter storm but did not experience the widespread power outages seen in Texas did not show a spike in deaths. So, Hmm. seems pretty clear that the infrastructure there was the problem. That's uh, commie talk. You want us to connect our grid with the rest of these United States? No, we need a single point of failure for our system so that if one bad thing happens, it just causes a bunch of other bad things to happen and you just have societal collapse with a little bit of white stuff falling out of the sky. Yeah, or as the governor of Texas said, uh, it was all the Mexicans coming over the border with backpacks full of ice cubes. That's right. But yeah, so BuzzFeed's analysis, it's based on Texas's excess mortality during the storm. So in other words, how many more people died during that time than would be expected through statistical analysis. And they they factored in COVID for that as well. And uh, yeah, it turns out the official death count, uh, the official official death count only really includes people who like literally froze to death. Icicles coming out of their nose. Yeah. um, And not people who technically died as an indirect result of the storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, their first example, they have many examples, but the first one is a, a guy whose dialysis appointment was canceled due to the power outage, so he spent the day inside his below freezing home and then died the next day from what was officially ruled cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like this guy and a lot of the other people talked about in this article, old people with health problems, lots of health problems. But, but the point is that what likely killed this guy that day was the extreme cold and the lack of dialysis treatment. Yeah. And not cardiovascular. Feeling. It's the same thing that happened with uh, states that were underreporting COVID deaths because yep. it was just like, well, I mean, he was obese and had, yeah. but it's like, yeah, but he got COVID and it just ruined his lungs and his system. And uh, yes, would he have died of a heart heart disease at some point? Yeah. Or was it rushed because I mean, of a COVID it, diagnosis? You can take that logic to crazy extremes and yeah. just underreport literally any sort of... You can underreport, like, murders because it's yeah. like, well, he wouldn't have died of that gunshot if, like, his... If he didn't have anemia. Yeah. Like, so he died of anemia because he wasn't able to clot. Yeah. So, uh, there you it's go. It's like the, uh, the, the, the police officer that died of the Capitol riots where it's like, he literally died of a stroke the next day. Yeah. And it's like, okay, was could this guy have died of a stroke? On any other day? He was, he was sure. destined to die of a stroke sure. right then? No. But it really seems like the uh, the heightened circumstances of the day prior could have led to his body reacting that way. Yeah. Possibly. And this excess mortality stuff, like, we're, with COVID, like, we're not going to get ever, we're never going to get the real, like, numbers, but it will become clearer probably in the next few years, and it's going to be a lot higher than the official number is today, especially yeah. worldwide. Uh Saw something about India when it was at like the peak of its just COVID chaos a few weeks back. Like the uh, excess mortality in a couple of states in India was just like like ten times higher than yeah. what the official COVID. Yeah, they, deaths they, were. they would have the official count, and then there would be like mortuaries and graves yeah. where they're just like literally in front of your eyes. There yeah. are more people, more bodies. Than well, that. they were obese, so what are you gonna do? That's what killed them. Mm-hmm. 
Now, a lot of the uncounted deaths were officially classified as due to cardiovascular disease, but the report quotes an epidemiologist who says, quote, we have a huge body of epidemiologic literature that shows cold temperatures are associated with increased risk of cardiovascular disease, hospitalizations, and mortality. The article then says, Two studies of hospitalizations in New York City, for example, have shown that admissions to hospitals with cardiovascular disease surge after winter storms, especially when the power goes out. Some deaths attributed to underlying cardiovascular disease may have actually been caused by hypothermia. Quote, Hypothermia is notoriously difficult to diagnose, said Hannah Jarvis, assistant medical examiner at the Harris County Institute of Forensic Sciences. Unless core body temperature is recorded while a patient is still alive, she said, it is very hard to confirm that as the cause of death. That makes sense. What, what, what's the leading cause of death in America? Heart disease? Uh, cardiac arrest. Did you, uh, <laughs> that's what they died of. Well, his heart stopped beating. Must have been something with that. It certainly couldn't have been any, like, stress-induced, temperature-induced, shock-induced, like, anything that could have yeah. led to that. I mean, like, and this isn't just, uh, you know, this isn't just us being warm weather boys talking. Like, it's very hot out if you're If you're in, like, sub-freezing temperatures for long periods of time, and you don't have the shelter and protection for it, it can be uh, very stressful on your body. Yeah. Like, you don't even We're realize We're not all hard. from winter, Peg. Yeah. I don't see the big deal. I, I'm wearing shorts. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on top of all that, uh, the power and water outages in Texas severely strained the hospitals and emergency services. Ambulances, of course, had a ton of trouble on the icy roads. It was just a total shit show from top to bottom. And driver they, error. <laughs> they might have hit some black ice, but the driver should have been more yeah. aware of this yeah. wa- surrounding. But uh, yeah, the huge difference in deaths between Texas and then the parts of the neighboring states that also got hit just as badly by the storm seems to have been the power outages. Uh, anyway, the article also raises a bigger question about how death counts for just all natural disasters are probably being undercounted due to the short-sighted methodology for determining cause of death. Oh, you drowned in a flood? Well, we should have learned how to swim. Yeah. Definitely not the storm's fault. Uh, they, they list Hurricane Maria, the one in Puerto Rico a couple years back, as another example. Uh, that one was later found to have caused uh, 3,000 more deaths than originally thought once they really started analyzing the data. So, uh, yeah, getting accurate numbers for these disasters, very important. Because otherwise, it's very easy for those in power to just brush things off is not that bad. Like, oh, whatever, Texas is a big state, 100-something people. Also, it's incredible data to learn from. Yeah. Because you can then, hopefully, aim to prevent this type of thing. Yeah, and you learn about how how dangerous it is to not have power. Yeah, to not have power during an ice storm. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just literally people freezing to death and turning into icicles. It causes a... A cascading effect with all sorts of other uh, unrelated health problems. It's like the guy, what's his name? Jack in the Shining. Underlying condition. Yeah. Yeah. Cardiovascular disease. Brought on by psychosis. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, this is is fucked up. It's horrible. But uh, I'm glad they they figured this out. Because like, you just kept, you kept seeing and hearing about shit in Texas. It's like, this is bad. Yeah. This is going to be very bad. But then again, the you're relying heavily on the people in power to take this actual data seriously and not just use the data that they want to cherry pick to govern the way that they want to govern. Yeah. Which is, uh, look, I'm not going to put too many eggs in that basket. Especially not in Texas. No. Now, moving on to another story about how not properly preparing for the worst can have serious consequences. It's happened again, folks. Less than a month after a ransomware attack shut down a major fuel pipeline on the East Coast, a new ransomware attack has brought the world's largest beef and pork supplier to its knees. 
JBS, who sells 23% of America's beef and pork, had their computer network attacked last week, resulting in a shutdown of all of its U.S. beef plants, along with further disruptions in Australia and Canada. Luckily for JBS, it seems like their backup system was solid, but it still took three days to bring their systems back online, which is uh, probably pretty expensive for a company of this size. It's a lot of business. It's that damn Beyond Meat hacking our systems. It's, it's the vegans. Yes. The vegans have done it again. Yeah. Vegan hackers. Mm-hmm. Now, as for who did this, uh, <laughs> the FBI is saying that it was a Russian ransomware group called Re-Evil or Revil. Hmm. Resident edgy. Evil. Re- very big edgy. Yeah. Mommy Milkers. Yeah, it was that it was that big lady. Big Mommy Milk, not vegan. Not vegan at no. all. Uh, last month's colonial pipeline hack, that was also believed to have originated in Russia. And uh, according to some experts, these groups basically operate with impunity in Russia as long as they only hit foreign targets. Yeah. <laughs> which is actually very easy for them to do because they set up their malware to detect whether or not the target systems primarily use the Russian alphabet. It's kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, if you detect Russian letters, yeah. back away slowly. If you detect the Roman alphabet, fucking get them. But, uh, yeah, there's not really... <laughs> when you have malware groups in another country that is kind of harboring them, there's really yeah. not much anyone can do about this kind of thing. Uh, and at this rate, you can probably expect a lot more big industrial companies to just keep learning tough lessons in cybersecurity for the foreseeable future. I mean, right before we filmed this, Fujifilm announced that they were in the midst of their own ransomware attack. That's what they get for going digital. Yeah. Should have gone down with the ship like Kodak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll never go digital. But no, didn't Kodak try to launch a cryptocurrency recently too? Uh, yeah, they, that was a couple years back. Kodak now is, uh, the last thing I heard was they, <laughs> Trump had used like the Defense Production Act to convert Kodak's facilities to like chemical plants for, <laughs> for uh, pharmaceuticals. All right, great. Which is like, Thank you. We were, we were looking for something to do. Back to the hacking shit. Uh, I'm currently, I've, I keep taking breaks because it is, it's, it's, it puts me in a real sour mood. But I'm currently reading a book called This Is How They Tell Me The World Ends. And it's all about this. It's all about how literally cyber warfare will be the final world war. And it uh, goes into a, a lot of the cyber attacks that have already happened. And uh, it's, it'll make you paranoid. I mean, uh, a so, title like that. Yes. Already. Already, my blood pressure's up. It's really good. It's just like, <laughs> you, the whole time you're reading it, we're just like, we're all fucked. Everything's, this yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So, anyways. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. Ever since at I, your local library. Support at, your local library. Ever since I found out early on in the pandemic that you can check out library books on your phone, my life has changed. I just go out in my hammock. I don't even have a fucking Kindle. I read that shit on my phone. That's Great. the problem with the, with this book and a lot of like books that I would actually be interested in. Is just, It's all very upsetting. Yeah. So I find it hard to keep keep going. Yeah. Well, I'm in a bad mood now. Why would I subject myself to this? <laughs> yeah. But to do it for this show all it's the time anyway. Summertime, yeah. <laughs> it's hot boy summer. So yeah. I'm going to learn about global warming. Sad boy summer. Yeah. Anyways, we got more news coming up for you. But first, a quick word from this week's sponsor, starting with Stitch Fix. As we just said, it is hot boy summer. It's time to go back outside. But your closet, it's saying no way. Mm-mm. No, we've You've stocked me full of stay-at-home stuff. You're going out dressed like this? Yeah, but uh, you're going to need to get some much-needed style updates. And good news, Stitch Fix is here to help. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert styles for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it is the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. Try on pieces at home before you buy, keep your favorites, and send back the rest. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. 
There's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep, and there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and the U.K. as well. Get started today at stitchfix.com newsday, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com newsday for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash Newsday. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped has the right tools to get the job done quickly, safely, and hygienically. Now, Father's Day is <laughs> right around the corner, <laughs> and you probably need a gift for your big, hairy dad. You've seen it on accident when yeah. you were a kid, you know? <laughs> Walk into the wrong room at the wrong time. Dad, you need the lawnmower. What? What? That's <laughs> how so your mom likes it. Uh, make your dad proud this year and get him and, you and yourself, get a, a, a dual package yeah. for you and your dad. Get the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, they've done it again, and the Ultra Smooth Package. You know what they say, like father, like son. <laughs> what is this copy? Why are they making us read this? The brand new Lawnmower 4.0, they've done it again, and the Ultra Smooth Package is perfect for you and the dad in your life. Are you real dad or daddy? <laughs> uh, t- to complete your grooming game. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash daddy. Slash tech news dad. Slash tech news. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and their brand new shaving tools just dropped right in time for Father's Day. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is now available in the USA and Canada. What makes this waterproof trimmer different from all the other trimmers, you ask? The 7,000 RPM trimmer features skin-safe technology to keep your balls in check and has helped reduce manscaping accidents around the world. There's a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock created for jet setters. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. And there's additional guard lengths with sizes 1 through 4 to let you trim to your liking. If you want to get the complete package, the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package is a three-step kit to help you keep your family jewels protected. Step one, crop exfoliator. Infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin, feeling refreshed, reducing the risk of ingrown hairs by your delicates. Step two, crop gel. See where you're shaving with a unique clear shaving gel just for the groin. Step three, it's time to shave. The crop shaver was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. Three, precision blades include extra-wide lubricating strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. All three of these vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands. Stop imagining that your dad has it covered, because he probably doesn't. No. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscapes.com slash technewsday. This is the perfect package for you and your dad's perfect package. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscapes.com slash technewsday. That is 20% off with free shipping by going to manscapes.com slash technewsday. It's dad bod season. Time to get smooth. Side note, I'm going to wait a beat so we're out of the advertising. Side note, have you heard the uh, Charmin Pride ad yet? No. We love all bears. Oh, no. <laughs> that, it's a real ad. Because they have the Charmin bears, and they're yeah. like, not, this is not just about animal bears anymore. We support big, hairy gay men. You're a toilet paper company. <laughs> you don't have to do this. Yeah. This pride shit's gotten out of control. You got fucking, like, Raytheon doing pride ads. Like, fucking come on. I hope the next missile's rainbow colored. Yeah, it's... Uh... Oh, man. Anyways, uh, <laughs> back into the news now with a COVID-19 update. And look, the, the trend 
is continuing. The U.S. is doing fucking great. I can't believe it. Look, we're as shocked as you are, yeah. but I'm going to take a win when yeah. I can take a win. It's a rare dub. <laughs> yeah. No cap. Uh, new cases are at levels that we haven't seen since March of 2020, which is the beginning of the yeah. pandemic here in America. Hospitalizations and deaths are the lowest that they've been since the beginning. Vaccination numbers, they're not as good as they should be. <laughs> But 52% of the U.S. population over 18 years old is fully vaccinated, with another 11% having received at least one dose. Things are looking good, but as we've previously discussed, this is still nowhere near what is needed for true herd immunity, where the virus has had such a hard time finding new hosts that it just dies off. And uh, what's really holding herd immunity back is how badly a lot of the rest of the world is doing without vaccines. But here in the U.S., so far, so good. America's back. The American exceptionalism is back. Yeah, the cool thing, you know, America, it's manifest destiny. God wanted us to get get out of this, so we we bought up all the vaccines so no one else could have any. Yeah. that's uh, That was God said to do that. Yeah, God's plan. Anyway, a big reason that the U.S. itself might never hit herd immunity levels, despite the wide availability of vaccines at this point, is, of course, due to anti-vaxxers of all stripes, from, you know, the ones that think the vaccine has 5G Bill Gates microchips in them to the people who just simply can't be bothered. A lot of states have basically created cash lotteries out of their vaccination drives. You can get a gun. Uh, you can you, you can win a gun in uh, West Virginia, I think. Sure. And uh, these these contests, they all seem to be working somewhat, the data would suggest. But there still seems to be a huge chunk of this country that simply will not get vaccinated no matter what. Now, uh, remember a few weeks ago when the CDC changed their mask guidance and said that vaccinated people were free to stop wearing masks in most settings? Now, the key word there was vaccinated. And the CDC's motive behind the announcement was to encourage vaccination. Look at all these cool things you can do once you're vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, I can do those things? Zap. But uh, many people correctly predicted that this would just be seen as a free pass for everyone, regardless of vaccination status, to stop wearing masks. And now we have the data to prove that the CDC's changes to mask guidance basically did nothing for increased vaccination. Yeah, so some new polling from the Kaiser Family Foundation uh, where they found that the vast majority, 85% of unvaccinated people that they polled said the updated CDC guidelines had no effect on their COVID-19 vaccination plans. Only 10% said they were now more likely to get vaccinated. And a tiny amount of people even said they were now less likely to get the vaccine. Um, And additionally, nearly half the people that they asked said that the new CDC guidelines were confusing and hard to follow. The CDC has really done a, a bang-up job over the last year, proving time and time again yeah. why effective science communication is uh, extremely they important. They need PR and social media and marketing people more than anything. Give them the budget for that. Clear, concise instructions. It's it's a valid uh, with context. Yeah, no. One of my one of my old friends, like that's literally his job. He's a science communicator. Well, he needs to be fired. Well, he doesn't work for the CDC. Yeah. He works for, I, I don't know who he works for, but he's a, a science communicator. Yeah. That's, it's like basically your job is dumbing down, is explaining the shit your bosses are doing to normies. Yeah. Because scientists are notoriously bad at conveying information yeah. in a way non-science people can properly understand. It's, it is funny. California has obviously been getting back to normal. The 15th, I think, is our day. But uh, today I went into uh, Home Depot uh, dun, 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 get some <laughs> get some stuff. But uh, there was a, a a sign that was like you know masks whatever. What, literally in the smallest print possible, it said unless you're vaccinated. In which phrase you can go like they they like are hiding the fact that you could if you wanted to take your mask off. I still think at least in California that it would feel awkward in a place like that doing it because people would just be like, 
oh, he's an anti-masker or something like that. Yeah, but... there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to it now. A lot of it is basically like TSA style security theater in a yeah. lot of ways, and it's like I do understand after seeing the like sort of half measures. Like I go to a bar, but I have to put on a mask to like get up out of my seat to go to the bathroom. I, I see stuff like that, and I realize that in a lot of states, uh, that's the only like level yeah. of uh, sort of protection they ever had. So I'm like, oh yeah. If if they never like fully embraced social distancing masking, <laughs> at all, like, yeah. and this was all they had, yeah, I would I would think it was fucking bullshit because yeah, this isn't really doing jack shit. I will say like even in a restaurant or a bar going forward, I'll have the mask on me to use anytime I go to the bathroom. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it, for the, sure. There was a guy that was doing like the worst ways that this virus can spread. Apparently, one of the worst ways that this and every other cold virus spreads are those fucking. Uh, the hand, hand dryers. The hand dryers. He just They're held a, a strip under it for like five seconds, and it was apparently worse than a toilet seat, worse than a cell phone. And it's like, and it <sighs> gets the whole room. Yeah. Jesus Ma- I, I am going to be mask on in any bathroom from here on Fuck. out. Not only does it block the stench, yeah, but it's uh, apparently will block uh, hopefully other things in the air too. Yeah. Anyways, on top of anti-vaxxers, <laughs> there's actually a much more distinctly American reason why some people aren't getting vaccinated. They're so used to healthcare in this country being absurdly expensive that they simply refuse to believe <laughs> that they are not going to end up getting a surprise medical bill after getting the vax. Yeah. Uh, it, this comes from another poll from the Kaiser Family Foundation. They found that 32% of unvaccinated adults were worried that they might have to pay an out-of-pocket cost to get the vaccine. Yeah. And according to reporting from the New York Times, One reason for this confusion is probably that early on in the pandemic, despite the government mandating that COVID testing be free, a small amount of people did end up getting bogus medical bills. The same thing has happened in a few cases with the vaccine, which, again, the government has mandated be absolutely free. But our healthcare system is such fucking trash that, you know, some underpaid staffer presses the wrong button on their shitty old computer and you get billed for something you're not supposed to get billed for. Then you're on the phone for like a week trying to get it undone. To set, or you just you just resign. You're like, fine, I'll fucking pay it. To set the stage for anyone not watching from the U.S., uh, any anytime you think you have to do anything medically related, your mind instantly goes, well, base level, I'm going to be paying a couple hundred dollars for this. Yeah. Like, even if I have to see a doctor or whatever. Like, So I fully believe that people think that scheduling a vaccine, uh, even at a CVS or something like that, is like, well, I mean, this is at least going to cost me, what, 50 or $100? Yeah. Like, you can't, nothing's free. I, like, I got fucking, uh, the most, re- like, I had, like, an ear infection, so I got, I went to, like, uh, urgent care and got a prescription for antibiotic eardrops, and they're like, oh, so we have, Walgreens is where we sent your last stuff to. I'm like, yeah, send it to Walgreens. Walgreens calls me up, like, an hour later. They're like, hey, uh, we don't cover your insurance. I'm like, you sure? Because you definitely have in the past. They're like, nope. I go on my insurance website. That Walgreens is listed there as uh, one of their carriers. I'm like, Fine, uh, so I didn't have to call up Rite Aid and tell Rite Aid to call Walgreens and transfer the prescription over there. It was, it was a fucking shit show. Yeah. Like, and, th- and like, if I hadn't, if I had gone through Walgreens and not paid through insurance, this little tiny vial of eardrops would have cost like $800. Yeah, it's insane. It was fucking bonkers. And yeah. even with the insurance, it was like 50 bucks, which like sucks. And to clarify, but, as I do every other time, when I say anything free, like the vaccines being free, I mean paid for with our tax dollars. Yeah. We're not saying free, saying paid for with the tax dollars that we pay into the system. Yeah, you earned this vaccine. Yes. Come on. Would you rather pay fucking $800 a month for medical insurance or have it taken out in taxes, yeah. even if it's the same amount, but people are like, no. Yeah. And it, by the way, 
if everyone in the country did it and got taxed for it, it would be cheaper. It but would. still, it the would. fact that it's a tax has people hung up. The Congressional Budget Office has like multiple times over the last like 20 years, like ran the numbers and they're like, oh yeah, no, doing a nationalized healthcare system where people pay into it with their taxes and then don't have to like, uh, just the it, it would save like billions and the billions of dollars. The cost of administration <laughs> and paperwork. Yep. The, the amount of money they wasted on Elliot calling because they didn't go to the right place and had to go file with his insurance there are, and stuff. There are thousands of fucking schmucks in this country whose job is just to like look up whether or not like they cover your thing. Yeah. Which is if you... It's frustrating. If you didn't have the system, there would be no need for the person to check whether to screw you or not. <sighs> anyway, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, if you live in this country and have had to deal with our dog shit healthcare system, you've almost certainly dealt with unexpected charges on something that you weren't fully covered on for your insurance. It's always a nice surprise. Yeah. Uh, you may also have experienced your insurance company fucking up and then telling you after the fact the treatment you got wasn't actually covered, even though it definitely was and then had to spend hours on the phone getting it sorted out. So yeah, despite vaccination being loudly advertised as totally free, it is understandable why some people, particularly poor people, would still be skeptical of that. And there's a part in the New York Times article about this where they're talking to a woman worried about this, and they tell her that federal law makes the vaccine free, and she responds, so I'll just have to pay my copay. And that's exactly uh, what I meant by what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Like You immediately think, okay, if I have to go to the doctor for something, if I needed stitches, it's like, bare minimum, copay, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, you won't have to pay anything once you hit your deductible of uh, $15,000. <laughs> so you got any, Listen, got, got as any long organs as you, you need taken as out? As long as you hurt yourself so severely every yeah. year that it costs more than fifteen grand, you are technically winning. Yeah, man. yeah. Just getting a couple car accidents. You're not living uh, your Microwave your ball sack. Get that cancer going to uh, really take advantage of our it's, system. It's just so fucking sad. They're like, no, it's literally free. He's like, okay, so what's uh, my copay is like... Uh, Man. Uh, from that same New York Times article, surprise bills for coronavirus vaccines, tests, and other medical care can leave an impression on patients. Americans with medical debt are more likely to skip needed care than people who hold other types of debt, like outstanding credit card bills or student loans, according to a 2013 study by Lucy Kulisova, an assistant professor of sociology at the University of California, Riverside. Quote, for someone who has incurred medical debt, they may be told by the media and everyone else that the vaccine is cost-free, but they've also had this very negative prior encounter with the medical system that has created feelings of mistrust, she said. Some patients who worried about the cost of a coronavirus vaccine said they always expect a bill to follow a doctor's appointment. They cited stories from friends or family members who ended up with expensive coronavirus testing and treatment bills and wondered why the vaccine would be any different. Quote, this is America. Your health care is not free, said Elizabeth Drummond, a 42-year-old mother in Oregon who is unvaccinated. I just feel like that is how the vaccination process is going to go. They're going to try to capitalize on it. <sighs> and the, the, the biggest thing that I want to point out is something that ever since I, this whole socialized healthcare argument has been made throughout my lifetime, the biggest thing that I always point to is like, yes, one of the biggest problems is the fact that people will ignore simple health problems and allow them to exacerbate to the point where they become serious health problems yeah. because they don't and or can't afford to go get it treated. So you end up with a lot of people who are putting a bigger strain on the system by having bigger health problems because they waited and didn't get it solved earlier. I mean, you got like, even even when it's not like, you know, long-term health problems, like you get like in fat, in food service and shit, like people wait and wait and wait and wait because they don't want to piss off their boss. They don't want to lose pay. And then they, they get like fucking pneumonia, double pneumonia. And then, and then they have to take like two weeks off. And to go into severe from, medical debt. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's a system, it's a broken system.
uh, it's not broken for the people who are well, uh, profiting off yeah, of it. Yeah, it's actually it's actually perfectly designed for a uh, a class of people who. If you think this is broken, <laughs> no, it's it's working. It's working as, as intended. intended. That's that's right. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's uh, it's Tech News Day. We're back. America's fucking back. Back to worrying about medical bills. Uh, if you yeah. haven't watched our previous episode this week, it's called "We're Back." We're back. Yeah, yeah. we talked about. Um, I don't even remember. A, a lot of stuff happened while it's we were hot. gone. No, it wasn't like too terrible while we were yeah. gone, but uh, yeah, it was. You know, there was stuff that happened. Stuff. Uh, open for a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Check that out, and we'll see you next time. Bye.